spidey senses tingling. Uh, he is the king of sub-trolling through other accounts, and I am his faithful minion. And this is the Paper Keg Podcast, episode 115. Welcome to the show. What? Uh, we talk about industry news. The books that we're reading every week. And we'll do a book club together. Every week, I read the same book. Matt Fraction, Internet Hero, FF Volume One. And then we'll read your letters live close out the show uh, letters at paperkeg.com if you want to shoot us an email please but uh, welcome to the show we're lighting tumblr on fire with our posts that's just straight up mm. concrete fact it's like butter 30k thousand 30k like thousand followers mm-hmm. that's like 30,000 thousand it's, <laughs> it's nutty uh, we have a good panel of hosts with us, all white. Our one black host has died. Unfortunately. Rest in peace, Mark. Jonesy loves beer. He's a writer. He is very pale looking. He looks ill. Uh, ghostly, I think is what your doctor would call your skin tone. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me on white... What might possibly be the shortest paper keg in recent memory? I don't oh. care if Dale is shaking his head furiously. Those beautiful gray hairs can't convince me otherwise. I'm just uh, scared. Let's, let's get through the introductions first. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, VP of Merch. VP of Scotch. Podcast Bad Boy. Uh, he said some really reprehensible things last week. Uh, check the tapes. I won't go back into it. Probably be really inappropriate to do so, but he's a father. Two kids. No time to do anything. Dale underscore A, welcome back. VP of getting words put into my mouth and everybody just taking it for uh, gospel. VP of... I'm, here's, here's what I'm afraid of, all right? Last time we did a three-issue book club. What was that? Uh, 30 Days of Night. Mm. The end of that show, Jonesy was completely unchained. Literally <laughs> kids crying when they heard it. It was like a, 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 it was like a murder scene in public. And I, that's what I'm just afraid of. Jonesy, when Jonesy gets less than uh, four books of a book club in him, he just get, goes crazy <laughs> in a rage what for no th- reason at all. Because he has an it. audience. How long was that book club? Did you listen back to that one, or you, do you just have vivid memories? I just have vivid memories, and I know the book, and I know it was only three issues long. So, God help us all. Yeah, yeah, three issues. That's my sweet spot, as the kids would say. The thing is, Jonesy is a well-documented Fraction lover. You're a big Mad Fraction fan. 
you get all his stuff. Sex criminals from him that you're going to get like three copies of. I'm going to like it, babe. Like it. <laughs> Just going to ignore that and move on. <laughs> uh, lest we forget, not only we're doing FF Volume 1 or Volume 2, because if you go by print trades, you need a doctorate to figure out what's going on with the with how they do the trade paperbacks in this book. Good luck. Um, we're doing Akira. The entire run. November. Paper take 125. Can I, say, start yet? can I say I'm like halfway through volume three, and my biggest fear, and this is a very real fear, guys. Death? Is that, that death, well, that's always just looming in my mind in any given second. <laughs> but both. I feel like I'm doing it too fast, and so that by the time I get to volume six, it'll be like halfway through October. And then by the time we record, I'm going to be like, I remember nothing about what I just spent two months reading. So what I've done is lightning around describe the volumes as I've completed them so that I can sum up each one. Because I can never do my typical rambling synopsis because the show would be over. You know what might help? Taking notes. Yeah, you guys keep saying that, but I'm not going to do it. Do you know how to write? No, I'm only a writer in, in fake name only. Uh, Dale, have you started Akira yet? You can be honest here. We're in the trust circle. Um, I did start it, believe it or not. I got about, I don't know. 400 pages in? <laughs> Maybe 50 pages in. I'm pacing myself because I don't want to have the problem Jonesy's having. I don't want to forget gonna it. Remember come. anything about Akira when we do the book club. He's going to watch a movie like two hours before you guys show up. I'm probably going to just read all 2,000 pages on November 8th <laughs> and the morning of November 9th when we record. What's happening in the world of news? Anything exciting? Well, this will be the last show before a big event that Paper Keg will be representing themselves at. Really? Uh, some of Paper Keg. Baltimore Comic Con is coming. What? September 7th and 8th, Baltimore uh, Convention Center, and I at least will be going. Rumor has it that Jonesy will be going. Jonesy loves beer. I have 75% confirmation from my wife that I will be allowed to go. That's, that's good enough for me. That's good enough <laughs> for that's me. License I, may, I may have already bought a Chris Somney sketch to pick up there, so See, hoping so that gives me some leverage. You're going to have to the, go and the pick it up. Folk. You know, yeah, it's the right to. thing to do, guys. You guys driving together? Going to commute? We might We might either meet Take the train. Uh, in Delaware or meet at the convention, depending on my wife's subplans. Is your wife orchestrating this whole trip? Uh, I, If that means I can go slim, she can just take the reins. <laughs> take them. Take, take the right life over. reins Tell from my stallion self. I uh, really enjoy the that Baltimore con. Very low key, very enjoyable. I uh, am so excited. I I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, our our show sponsor, the comic book shop in Delaware, will be there, mm. and they always say good things. You have said many good things. Thank you. When you were just uh, you know starting out your place of employment, right? Well, mm-hmm. Other times, I mean, just a, just an amazing experience, and we are going to experience it. There is a ton of uh, creators going. 
mm-hmm. and you better believe that I have a list. And the panels aren't half bad looking too. I'm afraid if I only go one day, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Where, are there any podcast panels that you're invited to sit it on at any point? I, I not yet. We haven't, we haven't gotten confirmation. I, I guess I probably maybe they didn't um, email me yet. Okay, maybe check your spam if possible. You probably did though. <laughs> did not. Did not get anything. <laughs> but I do enjoy the Baltimore Con. I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it this year. Well, um, we will be. Uh, I'll be reading you'll, Akira. You'll be with us in spirit and reading Akira. Absolutely. I am trusting you and you only, Dale, to take high quality photos because that's just not coming from Jonesy. Period. Jonesy, I'm not sure if he's I ever can, taken a still photograph. I can in his Instagram life. a super great photo of my son, and that's about it. That's about where my skill set. Your son's not going to be there. You're done. In my spirit heart, he'll be there. Not sure what that means. Just Native American. <laughs> yeah, you would you wouldn't understand, Slim. You're from New York. <laughs> Any other uh, big big happenings? Well, speaking of the uh, Paper Cake Show sponsor, the Comic Book Shop, the brand new Comicsology HTML5 friendly oh, yeah. retailer digital storefronts are out. So, for example, the Comic Book Shop has a digital storefront now, and you can go and purchase anything in Comixology on the web, sync it to your iPad, sync it to your your tablet or phone, your computer, and, you know, your, uh, your, your local comic book shop, if they have a digital storefront with Comixology, gets, maybe gets a little something thrown their way. Mm. It costs no more to the, uh, to, the, to the end user, and the best part about it is, say... So for all this time, if we wanted to link to something and give the comic book shop credit from Paper Keg, we couldn't because, yeah. you know, they didn't have a link, a direct link to the comic we were talking about. So we would just have to link to comicsology.com and the comic there. But we can kind of use the retailer link now so it, it points to their digital storefront. And that's really cool if you want to. So yeah, all show links will now point to the comic book shop in Delaware. You can subscribe to books there. Mm, yeah, you subscribe to Bunker, and then all your purchases will go right to uh, the comic book shop in Delaware. That's pretty amazing, guys. When you think about it, that disclaimer. Is. Yeah, I work for comic. It's Shop. just a great time to be alive. He's got a uh, <laughs> he's got a great podcast over there. If you haven't listened to the Dan Slot and Stephen Wacker interviews, listen. We're Jonesy and me. We're we are corned beef hash compared to what he's pulling <laughs> over there but he, d- he does some killer interviews and listen, listen to his we've show. gone this far without mentioning the other podcast that I do let's not this far we've wall. mentioned it every episode for like 40 have. episodes no you're thinking of the flap you're thinking of the flap that we mentioned yeah the flap is a great show you guys Dale and I do a podcast about fatherhood and everything else and it's astounding mm. you should listen to it um but the cool thing about the HTML storefronts, too, you could never go to their storefront on your iPad because it was Flash, but now you can. So you can buy on your iPad and still read on your iPad in the app. I mean, it's just dynamite. It's, it's a great... Uh, it's great. It really is. The guys are just, you guys are like the equivalent of... You know that concert when the Berlin Wall came down? Woodstock. Uh, no, no, no. And our fan favorite... 
Wallstock. Uh, not Wallstock. <laughs> you guys, I'm trying to do a joke, and you guys are just tearing me down. There's a little guy called David Hasselhoff, and he did a concert in a light-up jacket to tear on the walls. And you guys, Comicsology is the David Hasselhoff of tearing down the Berlin walls. <laughs> you guys just re- thank you for no-selling my joke. I appreciate it. I will edit my no-sell out, and it will be amazing. Now, we're running out of time. I'm not sure if you realize, Jonesy, why you were telling that uh, elaborate Hasselhoff joke. <laughs> With absolutely no minutes. payoff. <laughs> That's why Josie doesn't tell jokes in the show. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, what did you read this week, Josie? I want to talk about a book that I haven't mentioned in quite a while, but I mm. thought was quite enjoyable, and that was The Scarlet Spider. Whoa. Issue wow. 21. Um, oh, now, I am not a huge clone saga fan of the old Spider-Man. I don't think anyone is. I think it would be hard-pressed to find a clone fan, but... I have enjoyed the premise that there is a B.A. Spider-Man out there with kind of different powers that's kind of in Texas and beating up thugs. And it's been pretty enjoyable so far. And this uh, issue culminates with the appearance of Ben Riley, y'all. He's not dead. He's in a red bodysuit with that awesome blue hoodie from the Museum of Natural Science, and it's got the black spider on it, and he's just telling Kane how much he sucks for calling himself the Scarlet Spider. And they had this great uh, old school, it reminds me of Craven, Craven's Last Hunt, old school kind of like high kick and fight on rooftops, and Kane may or may not be dying from clone degeneration because that's mm. still a thing in comics 20 years later. But sure. I didn't feel it was like tropey I mean, I didn't get the like I was not entertained for this entire this entire issue and there is a crazy reveal in the last page that will change the fate of some characters in the Marvel U for a while to come I think it's it was really entertaining I'm saying buy it go get you know so Brun don't Riley walk. is back is this his first appearance since way back Slim, when? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Ben Riley is back. He's not dead. Hmm. He went, he broke into that natural history museum and got that hoodie back and was like, let's go well, to why Texas. Was that and... hoodie in the natural history museum? You don't remember that issue? No. That, like, that's, that's where it happened. He got himself a, just a regular bodysuit and needed something with a spider on it. And he was taking MJ to the natural history museum and he bought the hoodie took the sleeves off like a BA that he is and was or is again who knows man he is like Jesus I had a cup of coffee main, I am on he is fire mainlining that Diet Coke right into his veins <laughs> I wanted it to it was really read. good by the way do you feel that the uh, Scarlet Spider kind of has le- like it's, it's legs are kind of running short I always feel like those Super ancillary spider titles have like legs for about twenty four issues or so, and then they kind of start. Well, it's it's being canceled in October. Oh, is um, it? So I think this was just the. There you go. There you go. I, and I'm sure when this title started out, it Spoilers. didn't intend to um, tell a story it wanted to. I think it it meant to be an ongoing, um, but the delivery of, I guess, what you would call the overall purpose of the series is done in a very good way. 
Like, so you could walk back. I mean, when you, in the next couple of years, when we're talking about this certain character in this issue, you can be like, well, you remember he came back in that, you know, 30-issue run of, or 20-issue run of Scarlet Spider, and that's like, its importance will be notated because of this last issue. Uh, Barman number four. Homaging a classic cover of Spider-Man walking sadly to the cover and then Spider-Man in the background turning his back in red. Classic, I think it was Ramita cover. Um, I actually haven't read a Simpsons comic in I don't know how long. But this is a world where Bartman is obviously somewhat of a hero Bartman. and known. Um, but... Uh, Kent Brockman has turned the tables and takes a kind of J. Jonah Jameson role for some reason and turns everyone on Bartman and uh, eventually Milhouse. Um, I think he, at one point he mentions that his alter ego was Houseboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he decides to take up the mantle of Bartman since Bart has given up after everyone hates him. But then Millhouse, as posing as Bartman, gets kidnapped by the people behind the whole the whole chicanery. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. It was I'm, it was fun. The, I'm, it wasn't very. I mean, I don't know how to describe the art. It was it was very like the animated series. It wasn't um, the exact graining artwork. I don't know. Like when I grew up, I could kind of tell when. Matt Groening drew something of The Simpsons because he has a definite mm-hmm. style, whereas you can just hire, you know, some people to do the The Simpsons book, and you can tell that it's not like super attuned to the Groening style. But I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Uh, it had de- it had the definite in jokes like throughout the issue. Burns plays a uh, role in this. There's not like a whole lot of Homer. I think Homer might even have his own comic, but. In this in this specific Bartman one, it was fun. I recommend it. I actually want to go grab the issues before it now. Are these new? Are they like um, old? Bartman four came out today, but let me see if oh. there's a date attached. Let's see if it's like um one of the older ones. Are like yeah, like, like just digital today or something. Yeah, like newly digital. Let me see here, Bartman. This might crap out my internet even further just doing a search here. <laughs> uh, yeah, released August twenty eighth, so I guess it is wow. a new new series. That's there's beautiful. a ton of there's a ton of Simpsons stuff out there. I, I think there's a few that are in like the hundreds. Like they come out all the time. Wow. Gail Simone used to write Simpsons comics. I think. Get out of here. Was she? Uh, did she ever write episodes or just comics? Just the comics, I think. And she'd st- uh, tweet something snarky about. <laughs> Yeah, she is the queen of snark, I'll tell you that. I remember being younger uh, and having my mind blown that they did a Radioactive Man comic that was the exact same cover from the TV show. And it, like, blew me away that those kinds of things could happen in real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I hear you there. Because, I mean, that episode where they had the Radioactive Man comic and the three of them... Mm-hmm. All chipped in. One of the greatest episodes of all time. Yeah, I love, I love that when they I love that issue. I love when they use the tweezers to turn the pages. <laughs> yeah, that might yeah, be my yeah. favorite part. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, wow, there's there's been a. I don't know, sure if it's legit, but issue we have issue four was released in two thousand one. Um, these can't be right. Let me see, because there's an issue one hundred, 
which was wow. released in 2000, and then an issue 222. So I'm wondering if they just goof around with the numbering and just release it, or there's actually been 200 episodes, 200 issues. There you have it. There you go. It's just in. You'll sort never of. hear my thoughts ever on Cap, then. What a, what I get a chance to read it anyway. <laughs> oh, really? So I would be spoiling it for you. Listen, you used up your lifetime supply of spoilers when you two openly talked about Man of Steel and every GD scene that flashed across that screen for like an hour on a, on a fireside. Don't even get on me about spoilers. Right Dale, what did you read? Uh, we are headed for the longest episode ever, <laughs> by the way. So good on you guys. <clears throat> so I'm getting back into comics. It's 2002, 2003. I find that sweet A comic book shop up in Berlin, New Jersey. All right. And I come across this little image book, Feather, number one. Right, Steve Uy, Steve Uy is his last name Uy, and it is about. Well, let's. I'll, I'll get to that after this. So I'll tell my little story. I it's a it's a six issue miniseries. I probably get the first four or so, and then I just stopped getting it. Whether I, I just you know I had to I had to get out of that because I was in too deep with comics. All right, so I had to stop buying. <clears throat> So about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I'm browsing around the Comixology Submit section. What do I see? Feather number one, stripped of all the image, uh, to, you know, branding. So he must have got the rights back, submitted that sucker up to Comixology, and here it is again, super nostalgic for good old Dale to go ahead and double dip and maybe finish out this series for real this time as it's released every couple weeks. Feather number one is about a world where dragons did exist until the Dragon Wars. And right now, in the on the planet Earth, they reference the planet is Earth. They're basically, I guess, generationally, generations removed, like dragon... They're like humans with dragon DNA. They're mostly human. I guess some of them may have more traits than others that that are dragon-ish. Except this girl, Lika. She's a girl. She looks like a girl. She's got dragon wings. Like, pretty amazingly. And she befriends this little kid named Seven. And as little kids wants to do with his... You know, play sword. He wants to be the greatest dragon slayer in the world. But there are no dragons left, according to, you know, what everybody thinks they know. But this Lika, she claims to be full-blooded dragon. Nobody believes her, of course. And her, her wings could just be a mutation, you know, generationally from having, you know, every human having drag some dragon DNA. But, um, maybe she... Is full-blooded? We'll have to stay tuned and find out what happens if uh, Seven wants to be the greatest dragon slayer in the world. Leek is full-blooded dragon. They're best friends right now. Beautiful book. It's very anime. It looks like the production cells from an anime cartoon. Like the way it's penciled, colored. It's They're like this 
it's like this glossy coloring and it looks like they just Steve just took the whole page and coated it with polyurethane like it's really shiny and beautiful it's it's it looks like it's probably mostly computer done i mean the backgrounds look like they could have been it all done on computer computer rendered in front of this like anime style an, uh animation beautiful book and i am in it for the long haul again because now I don't have to go back up in my long box upstairs. Cat's peeing on one of the corners of the long boxes. I'm almost confident. All right? I don't need to open that lid and go looking for feather. Because it's right here on my iPad now. And uh, you guys should check it out. It's very beautiful. Very beautiful book. All right. I'll see you later, guys. All right. Well, I, I'm just still processing right. your rage. I'm just afraid to speak right now. Uh, is it... Is it one of those books digitally that you have to read backwards? Is it true manga? Or is it just like no. an Americanized, Americanized version? Yeah, it's just the it's just the style. It looks manga like but that's it. There's even like a guy who like rolls around in this converted Winnebago. It's like a junk store, a rolling junk store and the guy looks exactly like something from you would see in like Yu-Gi-Oh or something. If you, if you as soon as you see him you would know what I'm talking about, but okay. it's just the style. It's not true, like left, right, right to left or anything like that. It's, I mean, it's, it was an image comic back, back in the day, twenty six or thirty pages. Gorgeous book. It's pretty cool feather. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, two sentences or less. Lightning round. Jonesy loves beer. Another book you read. Thor, the god of thunder. The. God bomb has been stopped. Where could Jason Aaron go from here? Question mark. He goes right to your hearts and warms them. Jane Foster. Astro City one half. Kurt Busick has done it again. This issue is free on Comixology. You are a human <laughs> turd if you don't go download this immediately. Station to station. Dark Horse one shot. A lab ratory blows up in San Francisco's Treasure, Li- Treasure Island District. Sci-fi story with Gabriel Hardman art. Mm. Gorgeous book. Gorgeous. FF by uh, your boy, Matt Fraction, Internet Hero, and Mike Allred. All-around great guy. Um, This is volume two, if you want to get technical about it. The Future Foundation was a Hickman book where there was like a school at the Baxter Building of gifted kids or what have you. And then this volume started with the Marvel Now. Um, Jonesy, what's what's this book about? So, internet darling (laughs) Matt Fraction takes the FF, the ancillary characters of the Fantastic Four Baxter building set piece, if you will, 
and just adds his beautiful Matt Fraction hip tumbler with the kids dialogue to every character. And he tells the story if Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four have to leave the universe, time, space, you know, fascinatingly gone realm. And they need four people to replace them um, while they're gone. And they're all going to be gone for four minutes. So they do some recruiting. And they recruit the new Ant-Man. They recruit uh, She-Hulk, who is, uh, you know, as an aside, my favorite character in this uh, series. Uh, they recruit Medusa, which is a Black Bolt's wife. Black Bolt is an Inhuman. We mentioned him uh, on the show uh, previously. And they also get some sort of pink-haired rock chick mutant girl who's, you know, knocking the, the red-hot fire <laughs> boots with uh, Johnny Storm. And uh, so, of course, the first issue was actually very brilliantly done. And it's really just the kids of the FF introducing themselves to the new Fantastic Four intertwined with the recruitment story. It's actually one of the, in a big two book, one of the best um, first cold open issues I've read in a long time from a big two book. It really drew you in. And, you know, it's a short run. It's only uh, four issues, I think, because God knows, try to wrap your noodle around this volume numbering. But it's a great, quick story about, uh, you know, Fantastic Four, don't come back in 240 seconds. So, you know, the new Fantastic Four has just got to make do with running the school, and New York press hates them. And uh, it's just like this funny, quirky tale that's just got Matt Fraction stamped all over it. Like, I can just imagine him... With like a Starbucks iced concoction and a V-neck sweater, long sleeve, with a big white collar shirt and his little like look on his face, like <laughs> as he's typing on his you know MacBook Air and coming up with all this witty dialogue, and you know a Tumblr notification comes up and says, "Oh, this is uh, all the feels in the Marvel universe," and he's just like, "Yeah, I have this witty comment to make." It's a uh, it's really hip, and I'm not a hip person, but I really dug it. FF, volume two. Do we do we want to talk about the weirdness with the trades? Absolutely. In, in print, volume one of FF is issues four through eight. Right. And there is no volume zero. The first three issues are included in the first Fantastic Four trade, which seems really silly, right? It, it's it's really silly, and I tell you why it's more silly because it's not like the first Fantastic Four trade. Like on the cover, there was split real estate. It was clear. It's clearly branded as a Fantastic Four trade, and then maybe on the back is like also includes FF issues one through three and the point one short story. But if but like at the so if you read it in single issues, which I'm sure you did on Comicsology. You know the last page where they would be like, they would advertise next month's FF and Fantastic Four on the last page of the comic? If they devoted like the cover of that one trade to both comic properties, I think it would be cool because it would be a launch pad for both titles 
you get like issues one through three of each title and then it would fork off there but nowhere logically does it indicate that issues one through three of ff are in that book and that's i think that's the biggest loss or the biggest mistake they did when they went printing up printing up that book and then labeling ff volume one issues four through eight like they should label it volume two or 1.5 or something the Amazon reviews were like damning because yeah. people were buying volume one and, and it uses the cover to issue one and they're like, why does this start with issue four? I don't know what's happening. What's this girl with the hair? What's her why name? Why do they all sound yeah. like Sly Stallone? That's what I want to know. What's it good? I mean. <laughs> amazing. Um, Thank you. But I actually, I mean, this this book gets, can we say fellatiated? I think we can say that on the show. That might fillated. be safe. Yeah, fillated. Yeah. Okay, this book gets pretty internet fillated a lot. I would agree. I mean, Hawkeye gets fillated, but duly because I read it and I agree. <laughs> right. But FF, I'm not reading. So therefore, and it's it's just like hard fillet all the time. So it was nice to sit back, put the internet aside for a minute, and read the first three issues, which were, I mean, Mike Allred. Genius. Remember those issues uh, he did at Daredevil with Stiltman? Oh, man. God, yeah. The die is cast. Um, really great stuff. I, I mean, I, I read it, three issues. Um, it's, I mean, it's weird that the first three issues are collected because they're not, I, I guess they're, they're sort of one and done, but the end of three kind of is a launch pad for the next mm-hmm. few. So I kind of was like, should we be reading four or end five? But... Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the this new new model fraction, as I like to call it, that you know, with uh, Hawkeye obviously hit first, just started tor- damning the torpedoes, blowing expectations out of the water. Like before that, fraction to me was Invincible Iron Man and Thor, neither of which I could get into at all. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye comes along and FF and these three issues just I mean FF is just magic fractions style of writing with these characters and Allred's art is just like a pairing of uh, it, it'd be like you paid money to go to a, like a beer dinner and got an awesome beer and this awesome entree and paired together right it's the yeah, it's how it should work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's always something going on in the future foundation. Like there's some, like even when they're trying to move along the story. Like example being, um, they're trying to get Darla back, I think, or trying to figure out where the Moloids are. Like in the background, one of the little fish kids is like stabbing the other fish kid with a fork, and like Scott Lang, Ant Man, like interrupts his monologue or like his his conversation to kind of like manage the kids and it's just there's all kinds of that little stuff going on that just make it seem like this beautiful busy like there's there's these kids in the future foundation and they have to be managed they have to be babysat and Mm -hmm. I, i don't know it's just if there's no reason to not read these first three issues to try to get a taste of what's happening here Absolutely. They like like I said before, that execution of the first issue 
was so perfect, and the story itself really draws you in. I mean, I I have no real prior knowledge of Scott Lang or really even She-Hulk that much. Definitely not Medusa. I was never an Inhumans reader. And I have still zero clue who that pink-haired chick was who was banging Johnny Storm, but I found myself interested in where this was going to go, and especially in the reveal at the end, uh, you know, kind of like the interplay between the FF, like, no wonder this is so popular because each issue is so captivating. You want to just keep, you know, seeing where it's going to take you. And, you know, my fake trolling aside, Matt Fraction, like, you can definitely tell his voice. Like, he's got a very clear voice when he writes. And it's a young, modern, internet-age writer's voice. So, Mm -hmm. it is absolutely hip. Like, it is on the cutting edge. So, it's not like, like, we're like, uh, and I don't want to speak in generalities, but we're kind of like Claremont guys where we appreciate, like, the old style of superhero writing, and that's kind of like our comfort level. But he's writing to the generation of kids that is absolutely picking up comics for the first time. And I will say without any trace of sarcasm or joking, that is what we need for the medium to continue. So Matt Fraction is doing everybody a favor by writing the way he's writing, and the ability to draw in the younger generation is only going to help the industry. So anybody who's a naysayer of Matt Fraction, even if you're not a fan, you cannot discount mm-hmm. what he's doing for comics in general. I agree because reading this, it's like it's like the natural next step evolution of me ten years ago reading Ultimate Spider-Man for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when I was like punched in the stomach by th- that story and the way that read, the way people spoke to each other and stuff. This is along those same lines. Just, just the dialogue and the style you're your own point jonesy totally on point drink to your point <laughs> uh what that actually made a good point is that what we're yeah drinking? yeah or we just said the word to i just point. figured drink your diet coke over there um by the way drinking a water i loved the um and i, I which makes me want to read more but i love the the character of future johnny storm where yeah even though we know that the FF is still happening and Reed is being the worst father in the history of uh, nonfiction. That's how he does. Anywhere. And you never want to read the Fraction Fantastic Four storyline because of it. But you know that they're going on and the only thing they know is that Reed or uh, Johnny has come back and he's aged and he's injured and he's lived past the moment where they all thought that the FF were going to come back. I think it's interesting that that could be like from their perspective, the end. And, well, that's the end of the other three. I guess this is what we just have to have to deal with for the rest of our lives. And I thought that was really cool. And he ju- he definitely jumps past the gravitas, or gravitas, however you would say that word, of the Fantastic Four essentially being dead. Like, he doesn't skip a beat. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, well, this is the new world we're setting up, so they're gone, and we just have to keep moving. There's no time to stop and mourn. We're just going to have to keep trudging along which is such a great choice because he could have he could have been lazy and spent two issues doing a you know death a fantastic four mourn fest right you know emotional you know tearjerker but he's like look this is not the title where we do that this is a title where we you know it's our job to figure out the universe as it revolves around the fantastic four 
and it just it just meets that expectation so well. He's off the title too. It's over. That's right. He's leaving. That is right. Just as I was liking it. Spoilers. I, I got to get back to my LCS and buy every issue now. I think I have most of the issues. I just I'm so far behind reading them that I just refell in love with the first volume all over again by reading this. I think uh, All Red's depiction of The Thing could be my all-time favorite oh, artist drawing The Thing. It's like every panel was perfection. It's 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 effing genius when he does that. God, beautiful and the and the uh, the idea to on thinking about the the thing, the Yancey Street Gang is just a bunch like super knuckleheads that are obsessed with the thing, and they're like, like the, I don't know if they have any real purpose other than to hassle the thing, but also support him, I guess in a way. I don't. They're not mm. like super villains they're just annoying menaces or something and right uh he you know he gets to draw their he already draws the things masks in in such ways for the yancey street gang it just and they just and they just run through the hall screaming yancey street the whole time it's just really funny to me um little things like the uh when the moloids are trying to get darla to go to the uh, to the room with the machine that says boop boop, <laughs> and then like when they finally get to that room, Fraction's little dis- description up in the corner says machine that says boop boop room. So they finally arrive <laughs> to that room. <laughs> Dragon Man is sitting there, and the the fact that the press just completely hates the new Fantastic Four. They they oh, save uh they save the city from Mole Man much like the first issue of Fantastic Four back in the day, and uh, and the headline is like NYC to Fantastic Four pay up, <laughs> pay up <laughs> yeah, and I I love that it's kind of like a hackneyed trick, is to have that oops moment followed by a, like a a fake headline, but even in this it was kind of darling. Of Matt Fraction to put it in like a hey guys this is for mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. like yeah. man what a writer he's good so are you gonna go back and read uh, Invincible Iron Man and Thor now Dale and see and see, see if you missed uh, I'm gems? still pretty positive that I still wouldn't be able to get through that and I have far too much other stuff to read I got that free issue Astro City there I got Astro City number three of the new series wait for me I got a lot to read all right Thor. Number twelve. I'm, in other words, I'm never going to get back to that old fraction. Stuff. Never. You're you're, barely, you're not even going to get to the ones that you just mentioned. I probably won't be. Those are going right. They're going to get I'm deleted ba- and thrown right into a I'm long going, box. I'm uh, going to Baltimore Comic Con. That's all I care about. Dale, I just want to ask: when you fire up the app and you have those little notification bubbles on your series when you're scrolling through, how much does it just get in your craw that you can't read them and they're always going to be it's staring at you? New. There's a lot in there. All right. Yeah. I uh I will finish that last issue of next wave before it all said and done. <laughs> it's still there. You only have one issue yeah. left. Do you have nope. it yet? Oh I just man. Can't get to it. Oh wow. <laughs> um uh that's our ahead. plead. Uh FF. What a treat. All ages. Read it uh if you, if yeah, you know somebody who uh is younger Definitely recommend this quirky book. And uh, it was good to see Wyatt Wingfoot again. 
I haven't seen him since Marvel Ultimate Alliance number one. He'd be staying in the command center there. Wow, that's a callback. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. I actually had no idea who Wyatt Wingfoot was, and I was very taken aback by it. You've never? I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought his like name was Jimmy Storm or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, I really well, don't know if they're character? real brothers or he was just saying, "Come here, brother. Come give me a hug, brother." Like I would say and to you guys. He mentioned flesh and blood. Like he he did say flesh and blood though That's too. True. But they called him Wingfoot, and I was like, "It's bizarre." I was like, "It's maybe he's here. maybe he's Miles Morales in this universe." Oh, oh man, wow. I think he might have hit the nail on the head there. That. So our first letter comes from friend of the show, Catcher. Uh, two questions: one to everyone. Uh, I can't wait to hear you bash Akira. It's a personal favorite, so I can only imagine the sort of beating it's going to get from these brilliant panel of judges. And listen, Flex Mentale was awful. You just need to pick yourself up by your yeah. bootstraps. Face facts. And just keep on walking, friend. Question two to me, Jonesy. Uh, you mentioned your love for Daredevil Director's Cut drink. Can you give me the two-minute pitch for why it's worth watching? Uh, kick-ass party at Barcade. Catcher. So the two-minute pitch. I can't go on for two minutes about this because I wrecked our recording so bad. But I will say in two sentences or less... Bouncing. Guitars bouncing, guitars bouncing. Uh, <laughs> imagine if that movie didn't spend so much wasted time telling a love story of two characters that met in a day. And also consider that it fleshes out more street level action slash coolio, period. Also has addiction to drugs. Wow, what? Pain, yeah, pain that's heavily. Next up, <clears throat> friend of the show, Don Garvey. The FF Volume 1 trade doesn't contain FF issues 1 through 3. contains issues 4 through 8. But it has a number 1 on the spine. You, All in you have to buy Fantastic Four Volume 1 in order to read the real FF Volume 1, which is Total Bull. How am I supposed to know who the pink-haired girl is in the dumb steampunk thing suit? And who knows what Miles Morales version of Ant Foreman? Ant Foreman, that is. I know FFVolume 1 won't tell me because it doesn't have Volume 1. It's Pi or something. So what I'm saying is this better have a good episode and I better be able to read my Volume 1, not O-N-E, after I listen, because I'm not falling for this trick to get me to buy Fantastic Four Volume 1 because of Mark Baggy, you know? Man, Don, just do me a favor. Uh, you had a couple Zimas before you filed uh, fired this apparatus. And uh, we get where you're coming from, man, but it's still a great uh, book club read. You know, he's fired up. Mass confusion. I mean, there was mass confusion, though. You should have seen Gobo on the Twitter. He was super confused by it. Uh, the last letter comes to us from super level friend mm-hmm. of the show. And he says, Sup, Keggers. Y'all is crazy for trying to read all that Akira. 
Jonesy's totes got this. Really excited for Batfleck. Loved him in Daredevil. One of my favorites. I think he'll be great. I heard Robin Williams is a go for Riddler. <laughs> Gonna be good. You guys have been kilting it lately. Keep up the good work. Fark Marrington. Oh, big oh, friend no. of the show. Dragon the same Big friend of the show, Fark Marrington. Fark Marrington. I heard, uh, I heard somebody saw him in the wild this past week. Let's see weekend. if I can't make a uh, Google oh, uh, rule that forwards Fark's emails right into the delete, deleted bin. <laughs> it's terrible. I did see our deceased co-host uh, this weekend. I think you were there too, Gen Z. I was. I was uh, hamming it up. Me and my kid mm-hmm. teaching him the ropes yeah. of ham oh, town. Oh, boy. Probably say. Yeah, I walked into a birthday party for a friend of ours' kid, and I, I hear laughter... I hear excitement, and I look to the right, and there's a gathering around this living room, and there's like 20 people all facing this couch. And I was like, oh, man, there's something's going on in here. They're singing and already? I, and I, are they open I, presents, I, maybe? I, I weasel through. I peek my eyes through, and it's Jonesy and his kid and his wife on this couch. Just literal, like, they're bathing in ham. Like, it's Hamville, and, and they're the, the co-mayors of Hamville. <laughs> the kind where your fingers stink after touching it. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> I mean, uh, is, is there any other kind? Not that I good kinds. Not that not I know any of. kinds that I buy. Well, this certainly was a show. Was There's something. no doubt about that. It, it was, was something. Something. I feel like this was like a Muppet show where all the happy accidents happen on screen. And you're like, oh, you guys, gee willikers. I'm not sure what to make of what happened this evening, but... Um... I'm not looking forward to the amount of alcohol I need to consume to edit it into one coherent piece. You know, I have a big S eating grin on my face because despite our technical difficulties, that FF book club really brought it together. And, you know, Matt Fraction made a cute little Tumblr wing column that we just reblog the heck out of. And people are going to have all those feels that I hear so much about. Oh my God. That is an aged man speaking that will never understand today's youth. You just heard it. We'll see everybody next week, maybe. Show's canceled. Cancel that God. So how about Cap, Dale? Huh? Oh, mm? my. Stop it mm. right what now. What did you think of the ending? If you can speak about it without oh. making any revelations as to what happened. <sighs> we might have to make uh, that entire run at Book Club. What? Like, could we? The Dimension Z episode. Holy crap.
Maybe don't say anything. Maybe just keep it in. Maybe just put it in the wind column right now. <laughs> Preemptive strike to the wind column. <laughs> Chancey, what were your two picks for the show? What did you read? Uh, I read for my lightning round, uh, Thor, and for my main book, Scarlet Spider 21, which I really quite enjoyed. Did you read 20? Really good. Did you read 20 as well? No. Because the uh, number 20 was like part two of Superior Team-Up number two. Like So there's Superior Team-Up number two, and then... Scarlet Spider number 20, and I'm, I still have to read that. A little angry that they did that, no. but can't fault I, them. I was on board for the first 12 issues, and then I kind of feel like beyond that, it kind of lost its flavor. It was just kind of spinning mm-hmm. its wheels. And it's just a shame when it starts to really ramp up and, and be really good, as it's going to get the axe. Did you know that Alex Maleev is has drawn the last two issues of Batman Dark Knight? What? Yeah. Wow. I did not I didn't know, know that, that until I, I looked in the app and I saw that he drew 23. And then I was like, well, who drew the issue before that? And it was Alex Maleev. Wow. Out of huh. nowhere. Slapped you in the face. I was not aware of that. Got to read him. Uh, Deadpool was really good. Did you get Deadpool? One sh- was it one shot there? It's the beginning of a new five part run called if I could pull that up The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Part 1 of 5 mm-hmm. Someone from the Weapon X program has come back to kill Deadpool so he enlists the help of Wolverine and Cap and there's some really cool oh, scenes man. when he interacts with both of them and a part which I kind of thought was alluded in current X-Men comics but never really confirmed and maybe confirmed in the Wolverine ongoing that's happening now but Wolverine and Storm are knocking boots. Wow, yeah. that was Where'd in that uh, Wolverine and the X Men a couple months ago. Was it what? What was what happened in it? Because I've been breezing through that series. Um, it was right. It was like post divorce. Like Storm was trying to move on, uh. and uh, she went into the shower. Asked either she either asked Wolverine to shave her head or she did it, and Wolverine met her in the shower. I just started making out in the shower. Man, it was hot and heavy. Wow. Yes, it was. I mean, that happens to everybody. The old come with me in the shower and shave my head. And then the next issue was like, uh, I don't know, there was alluded to like a date night and Kitty was like instructed not to bring it up or something like that. Like it was real funny. But that's good to to hear that they're still kind of, you know, it's still a thing. Cool moment where Deadpool... Um, dresses up like a butler and goes into the Avengers Mansion to talk to Wolverine. <laughs> and he, like, asks him for his help, and I think Wolverine tells him to buzz off. And then as Deadpool's leaving, like, Wolverine's in bed, and as Deadpool's leaving, he's like, oh, and high storm. And you just see a speech bubble come from underneath the blankets, and she's <laughs> like, hi, Wade. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because it's, it, it's never really brought up anymore in Wolverine and the X-Men, I guess, because Storm never really makes an appearance in that book. Mm-hmm. But wow, that's great! I'm glad to see they're still uh, still making it happen over there. Oh yeah, good for him. Yeah, I read he needed he needed something <laughs> fresh in his life. I read uh, the end of Thanos Rising. Tell me a story, Jason Aaron. You want to tell? A, you want to read a fantastic five issue 
Right. Somebody said that somebody said that was like really heavy stuff though. Like he's might have really me. messed up. Maybe it was. It you. is. It's very dark and disturbing. Mm. It disturbs me. I think just talking about it. A lot of death. My theory, which I'm not sure if anyone remembers, was true. That I thought about the series, but I definitely recommend it. It's like a mind f. Ooh, boy, oh boy, not ready. Uh, what else? Too soon. Hmm. Too Justice soon. League. I read the new Justice League that leads into Forever Evil. I really enjoyed it. You read Justice League? Yeah, it was League? the final part of the Trinity War. That's why. And Be uh, real, did Tony Ice have like a gun <laughs> to your head? And Ag Costa was just like ragging on him like, yeah, read it. The, um, that, and you just walked in with a vine That going? Ivan Rice character was drawing in the big reveal. Do you guys even care about the story? Could I reveal it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The um, Spoilers, everyone. The mystery outsider character that has been like pulling the strings was revealed to be the Earth 3 Alfred, and he opened up a gateway to bring in the crime syndicate at the end. What? Wow, that's pretty cool. So, like, Ultraman, Owlman. Do you remember that prank quietly? Didn't we do that as a book club, I think? Like, Earth? I th- I think we did. Or something like that. I'm not sure. I guess it was Earth 3, because that's, like, the evil version of the current New 52 or whatever. So, like, Superwoman is Wonder Woman, Owlman is Batman. Oh. Yeah, what did we do? Ultraman, we did some story where like Bruce went to that planet or something, and like he interacted with his dad or I, I, I could have sworn it was a Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly crossover, that Flashpoint or something. What was that? Uh, I don't remember. Think it was. Anywho, hmm. uh, it was a pretty cool little reveal at the end, and like the Justice Leagues are allegedly dead at the beginning of Forever Evil, so like they're taking over the planet. And they're gone, uh, pretty much. So it's up to, like, Luthor to say, like, you know, you don't take over the planet without my say-so. And he, like, puts his own team together. Is that, is that, uh, been... is that like, related to Villains Month now? Is that the yeah, reason? Yeah, so, like, all the villains are kind of just having their way with whatever they want because all the heroes are gone. Okay. Almost like a dark rain, if you will. They have their dark rain. <laughs> Uh, what else did I read? I think that's it. I bought the um, all twelve issues of Brew Baker's Daredevil. I haven't started reading them yet, but Ooh. oh, they were good. on sale. They are good. They're really good. And you're gonna enjoy it. Can't wait. What's Brew's been up to lately? I feel like he's been out of the limelight for a while. He's been doing his creator own. He's been doing uh, Fatal. Yeah, I think that's all he's doing. That that's a book I'm waiting to end so I can just read it one glorious fear agent type binge. <laughs> you know, I had visions of fear agent while I was reading that last cap issue. Stop Man. it. I had the music playing. I knew Stop I put my headphones it. on and I sat down and I read that last cap issue. I just wanna I just have a question. I'm just gonna have to I'll just text you or something. I uh-huh. just who like somebody else used to have that mantle. Stop. Right okay. Yes. Okay. Confirmed. Because I think that we we actually did that as a book club. Hmm. Where <sighs> that spoilers. where that person was featured, I think. I thought. Um we did something with that character. Okay. That we're not going to name in front of Jonesy. Uh, but it has to do with the issue that I we know, read. I know you guys want to. 
Uh, how about Batman and Superman? Did you read that? No, I'm remember number that. three. Jay Lee. Jay Lee. Call him the old Jay Lee. So they call him. I am. I'm not picking up any DC books other than Astro City. How about Batman? You dropped Agree. Batman? I dropped it, yeah. I dropped it probably in January. Hard. February. Dropped it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, Justice League of America? I thought you were picking that up, which is now going to be Justice League Canada. Why? I don't know. I missed that news. Why is it going to be Justice League Canada? Because they're trying know. to keep Jeff Lemire... Uh, <laughs> Happy. From, from they're trying to keep him from Tom Brevoort steering stealing. Oh him. man, can you imagine Jeff Lemire unleashed on whatever Marvel property he wanted? How about that Tom Brevoort tumble spring uh, thing, where, where he, he said he, that he wouldn't name whoever yeah, he wanted because he could have whoever he wanted or something like that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, what did he he said something real like crazy like check back in two years or yeah, like ask like, me again in twenty four months. Yeah, oh man, or like look at our books in twenty four months, which I thought was like whoa. Whoa. It's like, I'm not going to bother naming them because check back with me and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Man. God. They're doing it. They're just doing everything right. <laughs> they they really are. I mean, they they seem to be doing everything right with creators. Except for like one creator to get big enough and be like, I'm just going to do my own mm-hmm. creator own stuff like Brubaker. I assume Hickman is going to be like that in a year. He's probably just going to be like, I'm just going to do creator own stuff now. I'm guessing Aaron. Which is a shame because like he does a lot of creator own stuff now. Yeah, that's just my guess. I don't know if they follow the Brubaker route. I wonder yeah. if Fraction will ever do that or Aaron. We'll see. I think it's cool that Aaron is see... able to have that like op- relationship with. I think for is uh, Southern Bastards Image or Vertigo? No, that's got to be it's, Image. It's, it's Image, yeah. Because that Image Con. Image Expo. Yeah, Image Expo. I I could definitely see Fraction being able to cross over real quick to create her own. But Jason Aaron, I know he's done creator own work and uh you know, I love Scalped and everything, but I just really think that he's like a Marvel architect now. Like he's that's he's very comfortable in that role and while he's churning out this incredible work, I don't think we're gonna see him jump ship, as it were. Mm. Or go backwards, even though it's not a go backwards, mm. but go sideways if you will we'll see we'll see babe it's so hard on on our side of things to to like if you can have all your creator stuff but you're still able to write like a marvel character how big of a dream is that but may i mean those guys they, they might just get burnt out on it or whatever mm-hmm. but for us like it's brubaker's impossible. like brubaker's the tail end of his like his like cap stuff i felt like maybe he should have Hit a head for the exits a little earlier, mm-hmm. like when Cap was rebooted with Steve McNiven on art and stuff. Like it wasn't the same. Yeah. Uh, what a show! Good show, guys. Uh, Charlie, uh, did we officially get an apology from you yet on the air? Can is that going to be usable for ruining the show tonight? Yes, I officially apologize. It is absolutely my fault that I effed up somehow. Uh, I'm not sure how I did it yet, but it's not beyond me to ruin uh, this particular episode, the show in general, and our lives as a whole. And I just apologize for that. Go ahead and clip that out. <laughs> and just at any time, any time, just start playing it. And I could just like misspeak or mispronounce somebody's name, and you just go right back to that audio. 